The AP preseason top 10 came out. And guess who made the list? Guess who made the cut? Your Clemson Tigers. Where did they land? And I'll tell you how I feel about it next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, as well as, as well as the founder of the Scouting Room. Guys, thank you all for making Locked On. Clemson, your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. We have, I appreciate, and of course, here at Locked On Podcast Network, we appreciate you guys for being, uh, you know, the family to, to this show, but also being the uh, just everydayers, man. The every single dayers, just tapping in with us every single day, Monday through Friday. Appreciate all the love and support. Guys, we had a fun show for you, a fun show, a fun show. A running back Phil Maffa talked to the media and kind of went over his – uh belief and love for this new offense we're going to talk about that wade wood is linebacker his versatility can he handle how many hats can he wear in this defense i'm going to talk about that as well as we have a preseason top 10 that has dropped the ap preseason top 10 and where did the tigers rank the tigers made the top 10 they made the cut and, and, and coming in, I, I'm going to rattle off the top 10 for you guys, but I'm going to tell you where you are. The Clemson Tigers, this new Clemson, new look Clemson Tiger team has some believers enough, have enough believers to be, to receive, um, you know, over a thousand uh, of the votes for the AP preseason poll, top 25 rankings, landing them at the number nine spot. So at number one, uh, with over 1,500 of the points, Georgia Bulldogs, who's surprised, right? Number two is Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines. Number three, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Interesting. Number four, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Number five, the L- those LSU Tigers. Uh, number six, the uh, USC Fighting Trojans. Number seven, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Number eight, rival in the ACC, the Florida State Seminoles. As I said, number nine, your Clemson Tigers. And number 10, the Washington Huskies. And guys, when I look at this list, I know what your first thing to say, DP, talk to us. How you feeling? I, I don't mind. I don't mind nine. Uh, well, hmm. I feel like we're better than Penn State. I, I feel like here, here's the thing, right? When you look at this, this, this list, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of new quarterbacks in this top ten right now. Not, not, like these teams, are, it's a couple teams in the top ten that's going to have new quarterbacks leading the way. Of course, your Clemson Tigers with K.A. Klubnik, right? But at number seven with Penn State, you have Drew Aller, uh, you know, sophomore quarterback. Now that, you know, the uh, the previous quarterback, Sean Clifford, is in uh, Green Bay with the Packers. Uh, you have Alabama, you know, with, I think, believe it's Jalen Milrow. I haven't kept, you know, I haven't kept too close to what's going on there, but Jalen Milrow was supposed to be the guy um, and everything like that. I think it's Kyle McCord. Uh, Ohio State quarterback, right? And then Carson Beck with Georgia. And, and I feel like I feel like Ohio State and Penn State, I feel like they could 
I feel like they're receiving a little bit of love from you know just the overall talent. But as we know, the most important court, most important position in football, college football, high school, whatever, whatever, NFL is quarterback. And when you don't really know, like at least we saw Cade, you know, last year. So for me, I think that we could be. I think I would be perfectly fine if Florida State and Clemson both moved up a spot each or two spots, whatever. So like, you know, Florida State moves to eight. No. Yeah. One spot. Florida State moves up to eight. Penn State moves down. Then Clemson and, and Penn State swap. So essentially Florida State moving to seven, Clemson moving to eight and um and Penn State going to nine, potentially maybe 10. But I, I'm not I, I'm cool with it. I don't expect them to be a top five team right now. Right. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of unforeseen things, a lot of things that has to happen for this team to really take shape, of course, of, of sorts. Right. And, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I get it. Um, you know, some sometimes you need to see it to believe it, right? Ripley's believe it or not, okay? And, and I'm believing in this team and in this offense and this defense. There's too many playmakers all over this team, man. And when I think about, you know, Penn State's a talented team. Don't get me twisted. Penn State's talented. And I'm excited for Drew Aller as, a, as an NFL draft analyst and a college football analyst as well. I am excited for this young man. But he did not play a lot of football. I'm pretty sure Cade played more than him. So I just say it's, it's um you're betting on the high school uh, recruiting stars. You're you're betting on these physical tools. But again, first year starter, you know, really first time getting heavy playing time. I think it could be an adjustment where Cade's kind of you know he's already used to game planning and stuff like that from the last two games of the season. So I, I'm cool with them being you know outside of the top five. I just I do believe that. You know, Ohio State can come down and Penn State can come down a little bit because the, the, the more, especially Ohio State, I don't know what the Kyle McCord experiment is going, what the results of that's going to be. But I do trust, like I said, with this offense, and, and you know, we're going to talk about Phil Maffa's, uh thoughts on the offense later in the show. But I think that's the big thing for me is like, okay, I had to look at, at the teams, right? Georgia, are we picking Clemson over Georgia right now? I won't say that, um, you know, Georgia is a, is a juggernaut, right. And, and recruiting and everything else, big, fast, physical, strong, all of it. Right. You know, Michigan, they, they have been great in terms of recruiting transfer portal, all of that stuff. Like they've done an amazing job. Right. Uh, Alabama also question mark at quarterback. You know what I mean? And I don't know if their defense is their defense going to take another, take a step, you know, offensive weapons. There's a lot of questions there too, for me. Um, LSU is fine. I, USC completely fine with that. Like I said, you know, I think Florida State and Clemson, you know, it's just on paper right now. Preseason could be two of the better teams that are uh, a little bit lower on this list than some people. Uh, that I would, I believe that they should be. Uh, I do believe they should be a little bit closer to that five to seven range and that falling in that category. Um, and like I said, I'm I'm cool with Clemson not being top ten, but then they said at the same time that this is a team that I'm expecting to climb up the top 10 rankings. And you think about it, right? Florida State on and, and let me just look through this this top 25 they have here. Is this Duke? Nah, Duke's not listed, but we have North Carolina at 21. Um mm. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think that's it there for for the ACC. So the ACC really and truthfully only have Clemson, Florida State and yeah, North Carolina inside the preseason. And it's just preseason polls, guys. It's just preseason polls. It's not the end-all, be-all. But, you know, I like to bring these type of things to you so we have these conversations. Uh, you got to set realistic expectations. What's the realistic expectation? Do you expect anyone to favor Clemson over Georgia? No. Do you expect anyone 
to favor Clemson over a Michigan right now? No. Uh, over LSU? No. Over uh, over uh, USC? Hmm. I think trenches. If they play on the neutral field, I think the trenches absolutely go to uh, to, to Clemson. But of course, the quarterback Caleb was one of the he's one of the best in the game, and arguably the best quarterback in college football. So that will that you know you put that check mark in there, tail of the tape, like quarterback. But everything else, man, oof, I don't know. I think Clemson. I think Clemson. You know, could be. I think Clemson has more talent, but the quarterback position is the end all be all, right? Um, and stuff like that. So. It's just interesting, kind of when I, when I saw that it came out, I said, "Man, I got to I got to talk to the family about this. I got to talk to the guys, talk to the to the guys and gals because there are females who watch this show as well. I got to talk to you guys about it because um, feel good about it. I hope the team plays with a chip on their shoulder because of it, and we're going to walk around with a chip on our shoulder because of it as well. Okay, guys, all right. But we want to talk about having a chip on the shoulder and doing multiple things, man. I am excited for." A linebacker, Wade Woods, you know, thinking about his versatility in this defense, second year with Wes Goodwin. Will we see him wear multiple hats? We're going to talk about that next, coming up on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? Guys, it's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Listen, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement that is clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness in the hair, as well as your visible scalp coverage. Guys, Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use a physician-formulated, natural, and science-backed ingredients, and their drug-free patented technology provides consistent and reliable results without compromising your sexual health. So listen to me. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time now, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked On College. Sophomore linebacker Wade Woodits, a.k.a. Mr. Versatility at 6'3", 215, almost 220 pounds. This young man brings a, a, a versatile chess piece of sort to this defensive front in the linebacking room. You remember I talked to you guys about the fact that, um, you know, when you look at the line, the one of the areas of concern was the depth in the linebacker room in terms of proven commodities and everything else, right? Because you only had, you had Bear Carter and Jeremiah Charter, two juniors, and you're excited about, of course. But Khalil Barnes is a true freshman. Jamal Anderson, true freshman. Kobe McLeod, redshirt freshman. Wade Woodard's. Sophomore, but this young man, uh, listening, you know, dabbles when he talked to the media after the first practice, after the first scrimmage, and he said, you know, um, he's talking about Wade Woodard and how he made a, a competitive play uh, up against uh, Brent, Jake Brennan, who's a tight end. He said, and he reiterated, he said, listen, Woodard can play both Mike and Will. Uh, he's the next man up at either of those positions. So when you think about the fact that, hey, if something happened and Jeremiah Charter, you know, God forbid, you know, any injuries or if he just like, you know, he misses a game, right? You have, you, you put yourself in a situation where you can now slide Wade Woodis into the Mike backer spot and then, you know, make him the green dot. Now he's calling the plays and making the checks and adjustments at the, at the, you know, um, you know, for the defense and everything like that. And, and 
and, and whatnot. So I think his versatility would be key. You know, a lot of people had him kind of slated as the um, starting strong side backer, but I, w- I believe that may be Barrett Carter's job. Where now, like like Coach Dabble Sweeney said, he can play kind of that will weak side backer uh, position, and you allow uh, you know or Mike either one. So I think he I, I think he's a guy that we're going to see start alongside uh, you know uh, Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Charter Jr. But if something ever happened where you need him to play either of those positions and, and, and give the other a breather or whatever, he can do that. But yes, I mean. I think I want to see just what they do with him. Like Wes Goodwin is in this system. It, it usually takes a, a a year of source, even in the NFL, for an NFL defensive coordinator to know how to truly use his weapons, right? Just like an offensive coordinator. When you have Julio Jones, you have Michael Thomas, you have, you know, Sammy Watkins in the same offense. Those are three different skill sets. How do you use all three players to the best of their ability? It may take some time. Right, some guys can pick it up by midseason. Some say, you know what, that that year, I mean, we were still we were still successful, but it's a wash. And if it's a wash, that's fine because next year we're gonna really get you guys going, rolling early in the season. It's the same thing on defense. Wes Goodwin just had, you know, just needed some time to really to really figure out where he wants to play, guys. And like I said, you know, will wait. Would it? Uh, be a heavy blitzer? Will he be able to walk up on the edge? Is he going to hit through the A and B gaps and, and, and things like that, mug up the, the, the interior gaps and, and, and really kind of play with the minds of, of quarterbacks and offensive lines? Nonetheless, I think this is just a situation where you have uh, uh, someone that has playing experience that you can trust if you need to move him around and move him, especially at Mike Backer, because Mike Backer is so important. It's the quarterback of the, of, of the second level. It's the quarterback of the of the defense, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Tim, you remember all those times, you know, as a football fan, for those old enough to remember, when you're watching the Ray Lewis-led Baltimore Ravens in their prime up against Tom Brady, and he's at the, at the line of scrimmage, tapping on his helmet, making checks, 52's the mic, 52's the mic, right? He's making calls. He's making checks. Kill, can, whatever he has to say. Peyton Manning, Omaha, like all that kind of stuff that you are accustomed to. If you were old enough to remember that, like the, what did Ray Lewis do? He, he's sitting there, Brian Erlacher, same thing. Luke Keekley for the, for the uh, Carolina Panthers. I know that some of you guys, you know, Clemson fans are Panthers fans as well. You know you saw Luke Keekley out there, you know, you know, calling out plays, things like that, being the student of the game, being the leader, being the vocal person on the second on, on the second level of the defense and just for the defense in general. That's what the Mike linebacker does, and Jeremiah Trotter can do that. Wade Woodis can, you know, can can he do that mentally because it's just a different aspect when you're Playing more outside, you have a design role of what you have to account for and, and and what thresholds you you know what your responsibilities are. But when you're the mic and you have to call, do all those calls and checks and everything else. Hey, tap that big fellow on the on the hip. Hey, no, I need you on the. I need you. I need you to slide over left. You just slide to the left. I need you to slide to the left because we're coming right up. We're going to hit right up on, or off of, off of your uh, your right hip. Okay, big fella. Like getting those guys in line, getting those guys in, in the right spot, stuff like that. You, it's so much to know. So I think. Again, I'm not saying that he's going to be the Mike backer, but hearing from from ball head ball coach himself say that he's the next man up at both positions at either Will or Mike, I like the sound of that. I really do, um, and I think I think it'll benefit this team and it'll help them greatly, guys. But we'll talk about helping greatly. 
the offense, right? And we continue to talk about it. But running back Phil Moffat talked to the media recently, and he was asked about the offense, this new look offense. Does he love it? Does he like it? How does he feel? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. RB2 is coming through. Phil Moffat talked to the media recently after one of the recent practices, and he just kind of was asked by the media. Uh, shout out to, to, the, to, the, to the people over at uh, 24-7 Sports in the Clemson department, Clemson 24-7. They did a great piece on it and just kind of I was reading through uh, some of the, uh, the, the the tidbits and of what Phil Moffat talked about. And, and, you know, you know, he talks about the competitiveness, the hard work, the all-in effort from this team and how that is the most encouraging thing in preseason camp right now. Uh, he, he highlighted the offensive line, gave those big boys some love, talked about how they have stepped up compared to last season. Uh, those I think a lot of those guys were kind of young. And it showed inexperience. And you talk about the experience is starting to show among the, the returning starters or the returners on the offensive line. And just when he, you know, what he loves about this offense, he's saying, and quote, I, I love the offense. The passing game gets the running game going. Receivers are a threat on all corners of the field, which opens up running up, opens up the running game. The air raid offense allows us to run the ball like we want to. And that's what you'd like to hear guys, because people think air raid, it's, it's ran in different ways. There are different variations of it. Now you got the Mike Leach, uh, rest in peace of Mike Leach, head ball coach uh, for Mississippi State, you know, before he passed. But one thing about him is that he didn't run the ball a ton, right? He was more of a, you know, he would have his quarterback out there throwing it 40, 50 times if he could and if he wanted to, right? So, um, you know, it's it's the air raid is ran differently by everybody, right? Lincoln Riley run, you know, runs runs the ball a little bit more than a lot of the other, like Cliff Kingsbury when he was at Texas Tech didn't run the ball, uh, if I remember correctly, a lot. But then when he went to the Arizona Cardinals, the man absolutely despised running the football. He wanted to throw the ball with Kyler Murray twenty four seven, right? Hence him not having a job anymore. So you know, when you look at Lincoln Riley now with Garrett Riley being in, in in the mix, I like the sound of that for this offense. Getting the running game going, using the passing game and run game together. And like Phil Moffa said, the passing game is going to open up the run game as well. And even talking about this, uh, the offense has more swag, more confidence. Just feels like we have more confidence and trust in the system. That everyone is buying into the system, following the lead of uh, of offensive coordinator coach Riley and head coach Swe- uh, Sweeney. Following Kate as a leader, that's where this conf- that's where the confidence comes from. He's a Kate is very vocal. He's looking to lead every day and looks to get the offense fired up and ready to go. He's a great leader uh, and instrumental for use. And talk about the tempo and competitiveness that Kate Klubney brings to the table. So everything that, I, that I've, I've reported to you guys, I brought back from what I've heard, you know, from people on campus about Kate and how he's attacked this this, this off season, this spring, this summer. This young man is geared up, and Phil Moffa understand that they listen. We need him, and he's going to be all. He's our energizer bunny. He's going to push us to, to to bigger and better things. He's going to push us to newer and higher heights. And I think that is the key for me, guys. Is just looking at what this offense can be and what this offense um, can can offer to the defense. I talked about it, right? Being able to, to put points on the board, put them at will in in a certain in in a, in a sense, and of sorts, and then not put them in put the, the defense in horrible positions with these two running backs with this very underrated but I think extremely talented group of wide receivers tight ends um and I think a, a blooming offensive line these guys are gonna play physical and that's what you know I think that they're gonna bring 
more, especially with Phil Moffa and Will Shipley, I think they're going to bring a, a level in the offensive line, bring more physicality than your, your typical standard air raid offense that throws the ball a lot. These guys are going to come to play, and they're going to play with physicality and be tough. And I absolutely love that thought process. I love that idea because it's there for the making and there for the taking, guys. But listen, you talk, you know, we talked about Phil Moffa and his his new love for this, his love for this new offense and how he feels about it. Uh, we 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 discuss the the versatility of linebacker Wade Woodis. Can he play Mike? Can he play Will? Can he play Sam? Can he do all of it? Yes, he can. And will he? We will see. And then also the AP top 10. Preseason polls were dropped, and your Clemson Tigers ranked inside the top 10 coming in. I believe it was at number nine. So I gave you my thoughts on it, and I feel like there's a couple teams that have on a neutral field your Clemson Tigers should be favored against, just being just being honest, guys. But I appreciate y'all tapping in with me. That is our show. Nothing but love and support, you know, uh, that you guys have shown me, and nothing but love. Uh, you know, coming back from me to you guys. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Um, you know, on the on YouTube side of things. To listen, we are this channel is growing and it's growing rapidly, guys. I started this towards the end of May uh, when, when I got the assignment, and you guys have been so gracious, so supportive, so much love, man. Continue to boost this channel. We are over 540 subscribers. Let's get this thing to a thousand. Will you be a thousand? Will you be the person that helps somebody else be a thousand? Or, you know, what case, you know, and, and everything like that. So I appreciate it, guys. Let's continue to get this channel up to a thousand subscribers. Hit the bell notification so you're notified every time I drop content on this channel. You guys have been showing up and showing out as of late. And I appreciate all the love and support, guys. Uh, on tomorrow's show, like I said, I'm going to be listening in for any uh, updates coming from the second scrimmage uh, and everything like that from today's practice. I believe they were scrimmaging today. So I, I'm trying to get that information so I can have some some stuff to bring to you, some nuggets from, from practice uh, on tomorrow's show. In terms of Twitter, you can find and follow me there at DP underscore NFL. Uh, guys, talk to me because I do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Tigers.